I V M. You're listening to the Empowering Series, a path to creating a better you. Through purposeful life changes and a positive shift in thinking, you could find yourself leading a more productive and rewarding life. In this series, we're looking at how to be a better boss. The show will bring you a live session between life coach Zarina Punawala and a willing participant who wants to improve themselves. Zarina Punawala is a trainer and motivational speaker and CEO of Abzo Unique. With over seven years' experience, she works with reputed multinational organizations conducting training workshops within the corporate sector and among student communities all over India and abroad. She provides image consulting, grooming and personality development, personal coaching for CEOs, senior managers and politicians. Taking the hot seat is Amit Doshi, tech entrepreneur and founder of podcasting network Indus Fox Media, who's bringing this show to your ears. So, shall we begin? Hi, welcome to the Empowering Series with me, Zarina. I'm here with Amit and we're about to wrap up our final episode of this season. Yes. So, hi, Amit. Hey. Do you remember what I told you the last time? That this is my turn to answer questions. Ah, I can I can sense from the tone <laughs> in your voice that you knew and you did remember. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. And, and it's going to be easy. Don't worry. Uh, what do you expect? So. Torture? No. Really? Torture or not torture. Uh, torture is a bad word. Okay. But yeah. Torture I mean, is a very strong torture word. Torture is a very strong word. But <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like, let's see how... Uh, Mm-hmm. Much I can say. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, what we're getting to today is the common mistakes startups make. Yes. So obviously, we all do make mistakes, and it's human to err, as we know. Right. So startups, but naturally, land up making those errors slightly more often. Yep. Um, than not. So we're going to focus on a few questions, which are very, very easy going, and you don't have to worry too much. Okay. You're not going to be tortured, Amit. <laughs> okay. okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Don't uh, inflict yourself with all of that. So, shall I begin? Sure. Okay. Just tell me, Amit, why this concept? Uh, why podcasting uh-huh. and audio? Yes. Uh, so, I believe that India, we are missing a long-form audio as a content type. All right. Uh, this is a content type that exists in most of the rest of the world and is a very popular form of entertainment, very popular form of media. Okay. Uh, and it really does feel like uh, in India we miss that. So the thought was to try to kind of create a bunch of content in this space and try and put it out there in front of people. Excellent. That means you're driven by this I am, yes. idea. Absolutely. Um, it's not happened to you just because you had nothing else to do and you said, okay, you know, let's just get into podcasting. That's no, not it, it's not exactly like that, but mm-hmm. I'll be honest. So when I ended my last business, uh-huh. I was looking at two or three different uh, possibilities in terms of where I thought the most interesting space was. Right. This was it, right? I mean, like I was looking at a couple of things in the e-commerce space. I was looking at a couple of different things as well. Fair enough. So but you chose this. I chose this, yeah. You chose this and you were driven by the idea. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Are you open to changes when it comes to the idea? So sure. there's an original idea. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, things change. So that's a difficult uh, kind of question, right? I mean, like theoretically, yes, absolutely. I'm open to change, right? Uh I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that you learn when you're doing startups is uh, 
your plan is your initial idea mm-hmm. and it is something that you kind of want to stick to for a degree absolutely but reality interferes with plans all the time and That's you know true. you have to be able to kind of adapt uh to what is to what's in front of you right so you do. so yeah you have to be open to change to an extent but at the same time you know it's one of the things i do struggle with right i mean like the I spent a lot of time on planning out what I want to do for this business, okay. right? I mean like in terms of what are the kinds of show genres we want to do get into, what are the kinds of uh production schedules we want to put in place, what is the kind of sale that we're looking to do on mm-hmm. different things. Uh all of this I spent a lot of time working out like you know every nitty-gritty of this business you can imagine. Sure. I I I literally have like I mean like you know you talk about business plans and stuff like that. Right. Most of them are just like you know you write six pages of real stuff and the rest of it is just like put in like a whole bunch of crap. I mean like in this case I though agree. I like spend time on like planning out each and every aspect of what I would like to see because it's we have good analogs in terms of what the business exists and so mm-hmm. you know it it made sense to do that. Okay. That's uh, that's yeah. actually quite interesting right. because it's good that you have put everything down yeah. with so much detailing and you know you've paid attention to the minutest bit right. in this business uh does that make you think did you do the right thing it makes me resistant to change it does right it does. okay uh in the sense that uh i'm open to additional enhancement mm-hmm. or i'm open to business lines that are cropping up that are not core to what we were thinking about initially right uh but i am also uh, you know while i'm open to that kind of stuff when it comes to what we are doing on the podcasting front right. which is the core business as initially envisioned mm-hmm. uh i am a little resistant to making i mean like how do you decide should you stay the course or should you you know uh, roll with the punches mm-hmm. you know i mean like how do you decide at what point does which cliche apply <laughs> just stay the course and watches <laughs> <laughs> i mean what else can one do yeah. when you're in a business you know you have so many decisions to make yeah. so have you come across a few um uh, moments where decisions were difficult and sure absolutely um so like decisions are just generally like in some cases not every decision is life and death but every mm-hmm. decision is cumulative right and i mean right, like a decision is. you take at step 1 will lead to seven other decisions True. so that step 9 decision you take becomes kind of a pretty important decision which is only possible because of the step 1 decision right yeah so uh there have been a number of things that we have done since we started this business which have modified what was the initial thought right um so for example we started providing a lot of content to uh content providers to aggregators okay and that became one part of the business that we were doing uh that, that was never mm-hmm. a part of my initial plan all right uh so but that's something that came your way and you grabbed the opportunity we grabbed the opportunity we did it but what it did do also is in some ways it retarded the business plan that we had because all of a sudden now we're concentrating on something else and that had its own set of demands that were part of it right right in terms of how you deliver the content in terms of what kind of content you're delivering in terms of the frequency of stuff that you're doing mm-hmm. it put certain demands on the organization as such right and that meant that things that we had thought about that doing as part of the initial plan mm-hmm. did not get done so do you think uh, okay so maybe there was um Uh, a detour on the way it was a detour that's a good way uh, a detour is a good way of putting it yeah, yeah because you're you're eventually coming back to, to doing what you exactly. do so yeah. there was a detour but was it uh, beneficial was it let's say in, in any way did it add up uh yeah it absolutely did 
I mean, like there was a, there was definitely benefit to it, right? Excellent. I mean, like uh, the fact that we're working with uh, we're working with Savan, right? Oh, the fact that we're working with Savan, the app, hmm. uh, has improved the profile of the kind of work that we're doing. Has made us a more credible player in this space. Excellent. Uh, when we go and talk to brands now, the fact that we have so much content that lies on Savan. I mean, like. In 2016, no other uh, provider has put as many hours of content into Salman as we have, right? So, I mean, like... That's commendable. The f- yeah, the fact that we're able to talk about that kind of achievement right. is... Uh, it's It's been helpful in, like, you know, getting other things going. That's great. So, does that sometimes make you feel impatient in where and um, how you reach, you know? I'm generally n- impatient. I want you, everything to happen now. Well, I mean, like your uh, looks so, are deceptive. I mean, that yeah, I, I can tell okay. you. That. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm mentally impatient if I'm physically patient. I guess I if that see. makes sense. <laughs> I, I try and keep an even kill, but I want stuff to happen. Now. All right. Okay. So, um, do you think happiness leads to success, or success leads to happiness? So I do believe this. Okay, with all my heart. Okay. okay that uh, money doesn't make you happy. Absolutely. But the lack of money. Makes you sad. Makes you unhappy. <laughs> for me personally, individually, mm. and I don't know that this applies for everybody, but for me, I think success leads to happiness. Oh, this is a generic question. Yeah. So everybody has. Yeah, their... I, I think success leads to happiness. Okay. I, I think that uh, the kind of the way I'm wired myself, mm-hmm. that if I'm not doing something interesting in like my professional uh, capacities, right, uh, I am not happy. Okay. Um, I think the opposite. Okay. Okay. Doesn't make me right or right. Um, wrong. It's just like I said. It's generic. So you know we have our perceptions. Right. Right. Now getting to this question, and since ah. we're already talking about it, I want to share my viewpoint as okay. well. Okay. Yeah. I think happiness leads to success. Okay. Um, money, of course. It's yeah. you know this factor. It's it's a driving force for all of us. Right. Because we live um, in a world where it's a necessity. It is. Yeah. It is, and it's always been. So yeah. there are no two ways about that. Yeah. I won't take that away, but. Happiness does lead to success because happier people have a certain way of working. They have a certain motivation that drives them. And that makes them more successful in whatever little that they do. It doesn't have to specifically being on the front page of a magazine. It doesn't have to be a lot to do with the paparazzi. It just has to be with feeling motivated to do something that is making you more capable Okay. It's um, bringing you some kind of revenue okay. and adding to your growth. Okay. So that's how I see it. But of course, both are two sides of a coin. Right. And right. there's no argument about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can see both things yeah, being true. Yeah, I can see both things being true. And again, I, I, you know, I mean, like success isn't the word in that because again, success is more than financial, right? Yes, but, absolutely. Yeah. So it's I mean, not like, yeah, exactly. Financial. So I, I can definitely see like happiness making you more successful. I mean, True. like this stuff is self-perpetuating and it, it feeds is. on itself, right? I mean, like uh, the more satisfied you are with your life, mm-hmm. the more overall positive feelings you're going to have towards your life. Totally. And the, you know, I mean, like it just kind of reinforces itself. It does. It mm-hmm. does, and it's important. Yep. Now. Um, my last question. Yes. Okay. What do you think are the mistakes startups make? Oh boy. Uh, okay. So I think um, you know we already spoke about one of those right right, right up front, uh, which was this idea of how stubborn mm-hmm. you are with your business plan and right. how uh, quick the you are to react. And change. Yes. So there's a term in startup world, right? Pivoting. Right. Right. And right. Uh, I feel like uh, many startups are too late to pivot. 
Okay. You know, uh, I also feel many are too early to pivot. Like, you know, I mean, like the second you hit one negative answer, you're like, oh, okay, let me go on my business. Yes. You know, that yes. also can't happen. It, you, you have to start something with like some degree of conviction. In Absolutely. It. But then you have to be able to adjust to reality. So I, th- I think that's a thing that you see a lot with a lot of startup. Also, what happens with startup culture is I think uh, people fetishize the technology industry startups mm-hmm. to an extent which is unhealthy for non-tech that is correct. You know, because uh, a tech is a very different uh, way of doing things. Mm. We're a media startup. We're not a tech startup, right? Totally. So I feel like it's very important that we make sure that we don't uh, try and apply the rules of technology. Because see, the, the amount of literature available for technology startups mm-hmm. far outpaces what's available for startups in general. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you start reading up on this stuff, if you go online and look at it, and you start looking, oh, what are the biggest mistakes startups make? Oh, yeah. what are the uh, what are the things I need to take care of as a startup? Yeah. Oh, what kind of founders and co-founders should I put together for this team? You know, when mm. you look at all of that, you'll all see tech-focused stuff. Right. And that doesn't always translate to other businesses because in technology, the uh, ability to fail fast is a much more important thing than it is in other areas. I it, agree. I second that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, okay. I think that's another thing that I see. I mean, like... I talk to guys who start up all kinds of stuff. I talk to guys who start up stuff in the food space. I talk to guys who are starting up stuff in like the retail space. Mm. I talk to guys who start up in like oh, just all kinds of areas, right? All industries. And all of them, I feel like they take the lessons of the Paul Grahams of the world and the uh, Mark Andreessen's of the world a little too uh, much to heart when what they're saying makes sense for tech businesses. It Absolutely. makes sense for engineering-driven businesses which are about putting out some sort of technology product. Right. But they don't make sense for... Businesses which are more touch, which are more like relationship Tangible driven. and more. You know, those yes. those are like a, a media business. Yeah, we're extremely tech enabled. We're extremely uh, technology friendly. Our business mm. depends on technology. Right. But it's a relationship business. I agree. You know, yes, at the end of it, it's it a relationship is. business. It is. So. So I get it. So now um, let's understand how we can deal with these problems. Yes. So I was just asking you all these questions because I wanted my answers from you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got most of them. Okay. So you know there are these mistakes, like you rightfully mentioned, mm. that yes, we do not differentiate between the tech problems right. with startups and the other problems right. that um, industries and, you know, different sectors face right. with startups. Um, one thing that is common, or I'll just tell you the common problems, right. yeah. actually. Not one, a few of them. The ideation and change, we already mm. talked about that. Right. Okay. Do not completely go in the opposite direction of the idea, okay. but you may be willing to take a detour just like you did. Yeah. And it is fulfilling. It is helpful. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, don't just, you know, uh, jump to some opportunity which has nothing to do with your actual ideation right. and your actual business plan. Correct, correct. Because then you're just wanting to get there. Yeah. My first question to you was, why did you get in here? Mm -hmm. Okay, into this space, into this, um, you know, this concept. People make the mistake of not being able to answer the why. Okay. So startups usually never ask themselves, why are we doing this? Okay. Okay, they're either driven. Right. Because they're passionate about something and they have dreams and they want to do something. Okay, so that is great. Some of them don't have anything else to do. So, you know, so a group of friends get together and they say, you know what? Hey, let's do something. Right. And that's how a startup actually is uh, initiated, right. which right. is also not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and some of them happen to be in this situation by accident. Okay. 
All right. right. So what happens is if you don't have a clear understanding of why you are a startup, why you have made the choice of this particular concept, mm-hmm. this business idea, then you are very very far away from achieving the goal. Right. Because whatever you do is going to be temporary. Yeah. So the first question you need to ask yourselves is the why. Okay. Why are we doing this? All right. right. Secondly, um have you started your business with friends or has it been just you? Uh this particular so the last business I started I started with two friends. Okay. Uh this business is just me. I have an investor, okay. but the business is just me. Wonderful. Uh lots of startups make the mistakes of extremes. Okay. There are startups which get lots of investors with amazing business structures and models and plans. Mm-hmm. But then they have this dagger on their heads. Yeah, you, you know, had revenue numbers. Absolutely, yeah. because at the end of the day you have to perform. Yeah. And you're performing for somebody else. Yes. Eventually you are performing for somebody else with your idea. Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, you have situations where startups have no money at all. Yep. Okay. The reason why that happens is because everybody wants a proof of concept, Amit. Yep. Like you said, now you have the proof of concept. Right. This is a fantastic concept. It works. It's worked internationally. It's picking up for us. Right. You know, and you've got amazing credibility now. Yeah. So you see, it's working as a proof of concept. Right. So at this point, if you want to add in and pump in and fund yourself right. further right. there will be lots of people who would be willing to do it as well right and you might want to take that kind of a risk with people you may or may not it's uh, yeah i mean like uh, funding is always an interesting question right it is. i mean like uh, the more money you take mm-hmm. the more opportunities you have right but at the same time the more people you have to answer to and uh, i mean like you know the more your vision needs to be subsumed to somebody else's vision right i mean like if totally. um for example if we had additional investors in this business um there would be pressure in terms of like doing stuff like renting out our studio space yes right yes. because i mean like that's money and i mean like that money is available for us if we want it yeah but you're right? answerable for every penny yeah exactly but i mean so the question is do you do that kind of stuff because right that's generating revenue for you but it has no bearing on moving your business forward exactly so you got to find the right investors also right i mean like you got to find investors who understand that you have a particular thing that you want to do you know because they align with you yeah. you know having investors who have nothing to do with your kind of business is maybe good at uh, times because they don't so. interfere except for the money yeah but i don't know but then know. no it I, doesn't work yeah because, because see, i think uh, one of the main reasons to get an investor on board right mm-hmm. at least the way i see it is um so i mean like there are multiple types of investors right, right? but you want to get a good investor you want to get somebody who's going to work with you well right and one of the main things that an investor does is he opens doors for you yes you know i mean like and that i think is uh something that is extremely critical when you decide who to work with right, right for for right. from this perspective cuz uh uh if the investor is not adding strategic value mm-hmm. then he's just a checkbook true and if he's just a checkbook uh i don't know man i i feel like you know that's uh that's not a partner that isn't you know uh, but at the same time the way businesses are structured mm-hmm. in these circumstances he is your partner Yes. So I mean like you'd like to look at him yeah, as one. Exactly. But he may not be performing the duties of one. Right. So, so it's that is, 
a confusion. Yeah, so I, I would, so I mean, like my preference is to try and look for investors who offer strategic value. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you see, just like you, there are startups with different preferences yeah. when it comes to investors. Yeah. The point is, how many investors and how much funding do you want initially in your business? Right. And when you have that question answered, not in terms of numbers right. specifically, but in terms of how many people do you want to be answerable to? Right. In what way do you want to be answerable right. to these right. people? Yeah. When you have a little clarity on that, right. it becomes easier on you to be able to focus on building the business instead of making your investors happy. Yeah. Okay. Because the first year and a half or two years goes in just showing the investors, oh, you know what? We can do this. Yep. No, I mean, like what Mark Zuckerberg has done is just like amazing, right? Absolutely. It doesn't matter how much stock he owns. He can yeah. sell out the company. It doesn't matter. He still controls <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, that, totally. Totally much, does. That's how he structured the entire thing. The whole I, business. Yeah, the whole business. Same with Google guys, right? Yeah. Sergey and Larry, they've done it. Like, you know, it's like they told their uh, the people who they sold shares to, right. we're doing you a favor. Yeah. We're taking your money. We're doing you a favor. You are basically investing in us. Or understand that. You're that not is, investing in Google. You're investing you're, in Sergey and Larry. Right. So Sergey and Larry are going to run the business no matter what. They are. Yeah. You know, they, they're always going to be, they're, they're dormant. Yeah. So it basically, it's the Steve, sleeping partners. Yeah, it's like say. the Steve Jobs thing, right? Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs got kicked yes. out, right? Of yes, Apple. He did. So all of these guys are now paranoid about making sure that that doesn't happen. You know, them. now that you mentioned them, yeah. I want to talk about this other very interesting concept, ah. which are, both these things are interconnected to these people and the way businesses run these days, the okay. mistakes. One is how dependent are you on social media? Okay. Okay. Not on technology. On okay. social media. Yeah. On social media. Right. To promote your business, market and probably bring in business. More than we'd like to be, but mm -hmm. I don't see another more cost effective option. Possible. And second, are you confused between fame and success? Because everybody who's famous is not successful and everybody true. who's successful is not famous. That is true. Okay. Uh, With startups, since you've mm. mentioned these people, um, all these people have already worked very hard right you know um, rather i'd say let's focus on smart work right working smart working productively man hours are more productive rather than just putting in the number of uh, it's hours, not about yeah? sitting in the office not about, about getting sitting stuff in, done right all these people have worked smart they've started very young you might even want to take um, elon musk yeah okay so he's probably been around and running business since the 90s yep. he, he was he a young was, entrepreneur he was a paypal founder yeah, pay, yeah he's the paypal founder yeah. he's he sold off his shares in compaq mm -hmm. okay he started off another company and then he went on and tesla yeah. and um, spacex they yep. made him really really famous yep. Yep. success and fame actually the gigafactory that's going to be the giga big, that's yeah, going to be his biggest totally thing. totally it is it is yeah. going to be but you see 2002 2003 uh -huh. i think was when tesla and spacex yeah, and all these things were, yeah. Yeah? yeah so it's been about 15 years right. the fame has come to him only recently you know yeah. you get to see him everywhere because of the social media coverage correct okay same with steve jobs right okay that these people haven't not been working successfully Steve Jobs has been famous for a long time. Long enough as as long as Apple. Yeah, but so Apple was not the only job he's done. Not <laughs> the next. Well, no? I mean, well, I mean, like next and Pixar, yeah. but I mean, like Apple. Still, he was famous for Apple for his first stint at Apple. But then, you know, the thing is with Apple, he had a controversial. Yeah, um, he had a controversial. That is the reason why. Now yeah. you see again, we're talking about how. something negative can also make somebody yeah, famous absolutely. so absolutely we're talking about a different situation here yeah. with startups the issue is they're not very clear on whether it's fame or uh -huh. success 
you may go really viral mm-hmm. on social media right you may have um millions of viewers and you might have those 20k likes and uh, right. all of those things you know you you might be all over the place and every blog and every um uh, gif and right. w- whatever those different right, things right. are it doesn't mean you have money in your bank no it doesn't okay that is temporary so a lot of new startups the right. new age um entrepreneurs right they're out there being public figures instead yeah. of sitting behind the desk and bringing in the business yeah. so there has to be a balance and yes. i think discipline is something that misses from the startups these days discipline of mm. timing yeah for themselves and for their teams yep okay discipline of your lifestyle the way yep. you you live your life yeah, any absolutely. kind of nourishment i'm not sure you know reading right or um just uh catching up on different kind of uh, general knowledge or right right you see i'll tell you something wisdom hmm. should be an occupational hazard okay okay it should come to you naturally after a point right yeah and it'll come only if people invest that much time and nourish themselves in learning stuff and they like do. exposing yourself to absolutely. like a wide variety of things yeah absolutely that makes you, sense you know that's why uh, coaching and mentoring have taken up right that space right, and right, people right. are able to understand or take a guideline from people and you know walk a path that possibly is more beneficial to them mm-hmm. as compared to otherwise so you see this is a situation where startups actually face trouble right fame and success and social media dependence right right if they can differentiate between these things mm-hmm. okay first be successful right. have proof of concept right get your business started right get the money in after that the fame you know get everywhere be out there yeah that will come on its own it will come on its own yeah. so i think that is something people need to look into yeah no that makes sense to me <laughs> i i i think that's uh, no and it seems like a pitfall that's easy to fall into it is it absolutely yeah. is and unfortunately like you said you're impatient yeah. so many out there are <laughs> so you know the minute it doesn't work out now right it's not working out yeah, at all yeah it's not working at all yeah that's so if you focus on you know a little by little it's just a saying how do you eat an elephant i'm sorry if you're vegetarian but it's just a saying okay how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time is that absolutely, the answer absolutely that is the answer okay. <laughs> doesn't matter how big it is you're just going to take as much as your mouth can right right so we have to focus on that okay and that's what the startups need to do too cool all right cool. so i think startups are going to have lots to actually um grasp and adapt right and hopefully this is going to be helpful for them i think it will i, I honestly the the whole uh, the series of talks that we've had have been very helpful for me thank you they've helped clarify a bunch of things in terms of like you know how i want to deal with the team how i want to deal with the business and uh yeah i think that this would definitely be valuable to most people in the space i hope so yeah i'm looking forward to more i am That was an episode from the Empowering series, How to Be a Better Boss, as Zarina and Amit talked about questions for the boss. For more information, find IBM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.